Claire Edwards from Brain Smart People Development, and you're listening to Raw Authentic Leadership, a series of conversations, insights, and inspirations with leaders who are real, raw, and authentic. Today, I bring you an exceptionally practical and often funny conversation with Charlie Lawson, a networking and promotion expert with a twist. We redefine and reframe networking, ditching its negative stereotype, and Charlie then fires nugget after nugget of practical tips for anyone wanting to build meaningful business relationships. Enjoy. In 2015, I returned to the UK for a couple of years, and as part of my commitment to my speaking profession, set up a mastermind group with five co-speakers. My guest in conversation today is one of those speakers and was a great mastermind buddy. Charlie Lawson is a business networking and promotion expert with a twist, which is why this introduction is quite short compared to usual, and you'll discover why a little bit later. Our topic of conversation today is the essence of networking in leadership. Charlie, a very warm welcome to Raw Authentic Leadership. Thank you, Claire. Good, good to be on and good, good to chat after a little while, definitely. It is. It's good. It's good to reconnect. Now, Charlie, look, I, I am, I'm, I am keen to explore more about how, how you got to be doing what you're doing today, um, but I think we'll put that aside for one moment because I think that's a story worth waiting for. Um, so maybe we can start off with you sharing your definition of networking in business yeah of course i mean networking's a funny word because i think so many people look at it as a somewhat of a dirty word and it's you know has slightly negative connotations it's uh, almost having, as bad as network marketing <laughs> yeah let's not go let's, let's not go that far but <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> um yeah, it, it's one of those words that I think for some people it's it strikes fear into them. Um, for some people, it just uh, makes you think of some pretty bad experiences. I've def- definitely had a few of those, mm-hmm. uh, and for others, I, I, I don't know. I just don't know if they get their head around. I was away with the family uh, over Easter uh, a week or so ago, and the it was, it was having a chat with my brother-in-law, and he's he's not he's definitely a, a bit of an introvert, and you know, not very. Uh, socially find some some social situations a bit awkward let's put it that mm-hmm. way but he just couldn't get his head round, you know the fact that you're at a network event and you don't know people and you've got to go and talk to them as though you really like them and you really whereas <laughs> he just couldn't get his head around the fact that actually it's clear that you're just trying to get something out of them I was like, well yeah if you are making it very clear you're just trying to get something out of them then that's going to be a problem of course which um, is that yeah. negative stereotype isn't it yeah it, it, it's it's something slightly icky about it something slightly you know um, you know, you hear the word schmoozing. I did a blog on that not so long ago. And, uh-huh. you know, the, 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 the blog title was, is networking just schmoozing? And, you know, schmoozing, it definitely has has some negative connotations. It's an old mm. Yiddish word, in fact. Um, but, you know, it, it, it kind of suggests that you're trying to get something, um, you know, deviously in an unhand way, in some sort of way. That, that, that's kind of where I, I, I would go with that word. But in reality, for me, coming to my definition of networking, I mean, networking really is just talking to people. Nothing yeah. more than that. And networking is this label that you put on it. When you talk to people, when you get to know people, when you build relationships with people, that's really what it is. And there's a wonderful uh, analogy uh, that I use regularly in terms of describing networking. 
um, actually mm -hmm. came to me through, uh, you know, originally got it from from someone else. So th I can't claim this is this is mine. Um, I'll, I'll reference him, Andy Bounds, good guy. If you if you if you want to want to check, because uh, uh, I can't I can't claim this as my own. But he talked about networking as uh, going to a networking event, a bit like a uh, a fishing net. So if you imagine a fishing boat pulling its catch out of the sea, mm. and you see this big bulging net. And the net's being lowered down towards the deck of the boat. Uh, and you've got all the water droplets coming off the, 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 the net. As it, obviously, it comes because it's soaking wet. Mm. And it all, all those water droplets come down, you know, filter down, filter down. And they come down to the bottom. And they drip off at the bottom. And then they drip into a steaming hot cup of coffee. Now, that might be <laughs> a strange analogy. Yeah, no, <laughs> stick with it. Stick with it for a sec. Okay, okay. St stick with it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, apart from the fact that you don't want the seawater in your cup of coffee, I, I do get that. Um, think about what's in a fishing net. What what does the fisher uh, fisherman want to find in the net? They want they want to find you know big fish because they're going to be worth the most. And you'll find people like that at a networking event. You'll find people who could be really good for your business. Could be your next best client. Could be a really good introducer. Could someone you can get into a strategic partnership with. Um, they'd be a big fish. Hmm. Alongside the big fish, you'll have a small fish. Um, or lots of small fish um and you know they're they're good they're not going to be as valuable but you know still worth uh, still worth worth having and there's a lot of the conversations you'll have at network events will be with people uh, that would fall into that category they're never going to be your next best client but they're yeah. a good person to know someone to have in your network someone to to you know build a relationship with over time on on linkedin or wherever it might be and then there's one other type of category that you'll get in the fishing net and that is, well, the archetypal Wellington boot or old rusty <laughs> shopping trolley or whatever it might be, you know, the rubbish. Um, and you'll find those type of people at network events as well. People who, you know, literally don't stop talking or don't let you get a word in edgeways or just witter on and they're just really boring or they've got bad breath or whatever it might be. And they don't let go. They exactly, follow you around. Exactly. But I must just come back to the, the last bit of the analogy, and I appreciate yeah. the weirdest bit, that cup of coffee. Yeah. What effectively you're trying to do when you're at a network event with lots of people, you can't ever try and do business at a network event. I think that's where so many people go wrong. I mean, ask yourself the question, when have you ever been to a network event with the intention of buying something? Never. Never. No never, one ever does never, that. So no. why, why do you get hard sell to a networking event? That, that, yeah. You know, I mentioned before that, you know, some people will have had poor prior experience of networking. Probably, or in large part, that would be because someone came up to them and tried to sell them some products, widget, service, whatever it might have been. Uh, and would they like to take advantage of this fantastic offer we've got on today? No, I don't want to, because I just don't want to buy anything. Networking is about building relationships. So what you can should do is instead of aiming for the sell, aim to build a relationship. And if you find someone who's of interest and, you know, you want to keep that conversation going, mm. with, well, then go for a cup of coffee with them, mm. you know, a, a, the next day or the, a later date or whenever it may be. So, yeah, I, I, I do find that it's a good analogy for what a network event will, will be in that there'll be good people there, average, normal people there, and probably some people you don't want to meet there. But it's all part of the mix. It's yeah. all part of just getting to build relationships. And so in, in all your years and experience of, of helping people networking, um, what percentage of your focus is, is, on is on actually trying to change this stereotype, trying to change people's mindsets around what networking is and isn't? Well, I, I, look, I spend 
every time I talk with any group or train any group or speak to any audience about networking, we'll be we'll be focusing on these kind of topics as, mm. as a part of it because there is this such a big stereotype that networking is you know about making some sales. Um, mm. And look, I, I get it to a certain extent. I understand why some people will look at it this way. Hopefully, we can educate and change this, of course, because no one no one wants to be hard sold to. But you know, we're all in business. We want to make some money. We've got to make some sales. We've got to bring yeah. new clients in. Whatever, whatever you know, some, some people we sales professionals with a with a with a sales boss on, on in you know leading them and saying right, you've got to make some sales. Off go and network. Yeah. That, 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 that's not a, a an uncommon common situation. So they think, yeah, I've got to go out there and make some sales. But I guess it's just a, taking the wrong approach. Mm. Um, how can we educate it? We just got to keep spreading that message. I mean, the number of conversations I have on LinkedIn, you'll see a a post by someone said, oh check out this spammy message I've got, you know, making sure all names are taken out, you know, someone mm-hmm. just hard selling them. And, and, and I'll always get into a conversation. Why do, why do people do it? Why do they bother doing it if it's so obviously isn't? Yeah. Doesn't, well, maybe it does work. Yeah. That's the question. And maybe there are some people who do fall for it. I don't know. I, I, I hope to change that uh, the perception over time. <laughs> You're on a mission, Charlie. You're on a mission. Yep. Um, so maybe this is a, another stereotype as well or, or another perception that, that I've had was more around that, that networking is for small business owners. Um, and, and of course, many people who probably listen to this podcast are more, might be more in a, a leadership or decision-making space in a larger size organization so what is that is that different if it is how is it different um why why is it important for leaders you know in 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 larger organizations to to focus on networking as well that's a great question and you know I, I get where you're coming from. A, a, lot, a lot of small business owners know they have to go and network. You know that that's just that's just effectively a way of life for them. I think, mm. um, and you know it, it, it's kind of just expected. But yeah, what about bigger, bigger, bigger firms? For me, they might be a bigger firm. They might be a corporate. They might be a well-known name. They might be uh, a partner, a manager, or senior leader in one of these, whichever firm it is. But the fact is that those firms are still full of people. Yeah. You know, whenever you are trying to uh, do a deal with a, uh, a big firm, let's just put it like that, it's still someone, it's still a person within that firm who's going to agree or not agree to do that deal with you. So the point about building relationships, because that's what networking is, still stands. And, you know, okay, it might not be quite as direct sometimes for a, for a big firm versus a, a, a small or medium sized enterprise. Um, you know, in, in an SME sense, yet you, you have to have, you know, if the phone's not ringing, then you're not in business. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and while, yeah, obviously a large corporate won't necessarily have quite those sort of pressures to, to, to keep going as an, as a going concern, if you like, it doesn't mean that you're not able to, um, build uh, build business, build credibility, build um, uh, relationships with, with people in other firms. And that's where business tends to get done. You know, you think about how, you know, if, if you're, if your best friend, take, take it away from the world of work just for a second. Yeah. If your yeah. best friend rings you up at 2am 
you know, okay, you'll be a bit disgruntled that you've been woken up at 2am, but you'll take the call because it's your best friend. You, yeah. you know, there's, a, there's a reason why they're calling you at that point. Um, now, I'm not saying that we have to do business at 2am, clearly, that's, <laughs> that's not what it's about. But what you do find when you build relationships effectively, like it or not, you'll actually be building friendships as well. You'll probably won't put that badge on it, you probably won't put that title on it. But, you know, when you build relationships over time with clients and um, associates and uh, alliances and, and so forth with other people in other firms, in, in the end, it becomes down to being a, a fun relationship that you have, you know, you spend good times with people. And then I'm not, as I say, I'm not saying they're going to go and pick you up yeah. at 2 a.m., but you'll want to help them. You'll want to, you know, make a difference for them. Um, and yeah, I, I, in the end, I don't see it really as any different. It's just maybe the requirement to do it comes from a different place. Yeah, you've just got me thinking, actually, I, I had such an experience today, because um, a few days ago, I just emailed someone, you know, they're an existing client, but I just sent an email saying, you know, how's things? How's things going? And um, I knew that she had a young daughter, and we were talking about Easter. And I mentioned, you know, does she believe in the Easter bunny or what have you? And then she emailed me back and said she'd broken her arm. Um and I said, oh, my goodness, you know, she, she actually doesn't live too far away. And I'm like, sort of reaching out, can, can I help? Now, this is a this is a, a, a sort of a client supplier relationship that just through that little bit of reaching out, which I suppose is networking, too. Um, it, 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 it has different facets. It just has different faces, doesn't it? It, it absolutely does, and it comes back to my original, the, the original thing I was saying. Networking is this slightly dirty word we put on on, on it. Uh, actually, it's just talking to people, and you could be, you know, with some friends at a restaurant. You yeah. could be catching up with a client over a coffee. You can be having a chat on the phone, reconnecting with a, you know, a client, and as you just described, any situation where you're talking to someone is actually networking. Okay, we don't call it networking. Um, you could bump into someone at the supermarket and have a little chat that's networking it you know it's it, it, it's like i say you wouldn't describe it as networking but it's all talking to people it's all building relationships and when you what i like to try and do is think about a networking mindset it, it becomes a yeah. way of life as it is yeah. it's not right networking something i'm going to go and do to go and do business development um i'm not going to uh, you know clearly people do do that but it, it, it's not about putting a hat on and saying right i'm now going to network it's about being it being part of a way of life and um, like you say when you're just chatting to someone you know a conversation about their daughter comes up oh how can I help in some way you know what what's that person going to be thinking about you when you offer to help with their daughter who's when they're in an hour of need maybe you couldn't do anything to help but the offer is there and that makes people think oh there's a nice person I'll you know I'll think about her more in the future it it, it, it works in funny and organic ways and you can't yeah. predict it necessarily. It's just, it's just as I say, a way of life. And, and I think this is such an important point to focus on, that if we even, I don't know if we can rebrand it, rename it, uh, you know, that it is relationship building and, and, and just connecting with people. And I know it, if we go back to sort of the traditional, you know, networking events, those things that we used to do BCE before the COVID era, um, one, one of the things that I picked up was was one of the best tips, I think, was that 
when meeting someone, the first thing I say to them is, so what do you do when you're not working? You know, it's my absolute favourite networking question. That. <laughs> is it? No, it, it, it really is. No, it, it absolutely is. Can I share a quick story about how this can how this can work? Oh, really please, well? please. Um, so this is about a guy uh, known him for quite some time through through networking, through just seeing him around at events, and you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm best friends with him by any means. It was just someone I, I knew, and as part of the network I was involved in at the, the, the time. Uh, I'd heard that he wanted an intro into a specific company uh, and mm-hmm. don't worry about what the company was, but it was just a company that while I didn't know anyone there, it was a printing company wanted it wanted an intro to. Um, they just happened to their premises just happened to be near very near where my office was. So I would see their premises regularly. I'd kind of walk past them as I was going to grab a sandwich for, for lunch or as mm-hmm. I was driving in, in, into work in the morning or whatever. And I'd heard him say this many times that he wanted an intro into this company. I thought, oh, I, know who, I know where they are, but I never never did anything about it. I just didn't, didn't have, a, have a contact there to, to help him. Anyway, one day, uh, this guy, we, we sat down for a, a coffee, and it was one of those that turned into another coffee and then had a bite to eat and then probably had a, a couple of beers afterwards. And it was just, you know, a, a, a nice conversation that, that, mm. uh, that sort of came up and carried on. And I'll be honest, we didn't really talk about work at all. What we yeah. really talked about, and this is this is the point, well, we had a long, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it was an argument. <laughs> you know, it was a long discussion about whether Lewis Hamilton is the greatest Formula One driver of all time. <laughs> now, at this point, listeners to this may be thinking one of three things. Well, yes, of course he is, maybe the first thing. No, he isn't, insert name of other driver who is, or probably for a lot of people, uh, Who's Lewis Hamilton? Who's or, Lewis Hamilton? Yeah, or doesn't he just drive around in circles? That, 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 <laughs> you know, that, that's probably what people are thinking. Anyway, the point of that is not relevant. The what point of what happened is, is, is what came next. Mm-hmm. So we had this long discussion. About two or three days later, I was driving into work. And I saw the go past the, the company that this, this guy wanted to, to get into. And I didn't just drive past. I drove in, went into the reception. And said, look, you don't know me, um, but there's someone I know who really wants to get an introduction to someone in this company. I think he was the facilities manager he wanted. Um, would it be possible to set up an introduction? And this is just to the person on the reception desk. And he mm-hmm. said, yeah, of course it would. Uh, his name said, let me, let me see if I can work it out. And it, as it turned out, we, I was able to make the referral for him. Um, the, the key question for me, though, is what changed over, you know, a number of a, a, a good while, I don't know how long, a good while, mm. a few months maybe, I knew that he wanted to get a referral into this company. I had that conversation. I then went and did something. What changed? I think what changed is I knew stuff about him. We built yeah. a relationship. We connected. So if you can find common ground, even if, in this case, it came as a result of something of a disagreement, we, we, we definitely disagreed on the, on, <laughs> on the question in hand. If you find that common ground, you'll make a difference. So back to that question, what are you into when you're not working? I think is one of the best networking questions you can ask. Think about networking events that you've been to or conversations that you've had in a networking scenario. How many of them, being honest, have been a bit tedious? Probably quite a lot. Oh, yes. Much more interesting is to talk about stuff you like. Mm. So if you can ask, ask the question, what are you into when you're not working? You know, imagine you've got a free day, no responsibilities to anyone. What are you going to do today? And they say, I'm going to go and, I don't know, 
ones that get me, uh, Claire, you may remember, I'm a big runner. I love running. So if someone says, I'll go for a run, then we're off. We're just talking about running. But they might turn around and say to me, they love crochet. Now, I know nothing about crocheting, and I probably don't think, well, I'm going to say this, I, I don't think I intend to ever know much about crocheting. Never but say never. Never, yeah, well, exactly. Never say never. The thing is, when you hear someone talk passionately about something they're interested in, it's more interesting, even if I don't really know anything about it. Yeah. yeah. And it also creates that, you know, ideally, if you can get the common ground, great. That's that's even easier to move the relationship forward. But even if you can't, you'll find something they're passionate about and it'll find it'll be a great way to connect with them in the sense that, you know, when you follow up with them, perhaps drop them a connection request on LinkedIn, you might say something. Oh, I really enjoyed hearing we're talking about crochet. Can't believe you made that rug that's yeah. the room or whatever. You know, it just it yeah. just creates a connection and a, a feeling that you want to build a relationship. And it takes it away from how my brother-in-law that I mentioned earlier, you know, is thinking, well, clearly you're just in this for yourself. You're not. You're actually in it to find out about them and get to know them better. So, yeah, great, great networking question. So that, Charlie, actually dovetails quite nicely into your story because... I'm, you know, I'm assuming if you're going to ask somebody about that sort of networking question, it, it, you need to be genuinely interested in people and 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 genuinely listen to their responses and and be you know be pretty keen to 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 be doing this sort of thing. Um, <laughs> which brings me to yeah, definitely um, <laughs> to, to, to your story. <laughs> that yeah. you know maybe it wasn't quite as keen as mustard as. Um, as we think. No, that, that yeah, yeah, elephant in the room. Uh, I'm a networking expert, but I don't really like networking. Whisper <laughs> that one. Um, happily avoid it if I possibly can. No, I, 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 I call myself the unnatural networker. That's the title of my my book. Um, and yeah, it, it comes from a place where I'm definitely. I'm not going to say. I, really shy and introverted you know introversion to extroversion as a scale you know I don't think people rarely are people on the very extremes of it but I'm definitely more introverted than I am extroverted and and, um, and just just sorry sorry to butt in but I just wanted to say and I can absolutely vouch for this because you know I will only um be in conversation with people who who I know are real raw and authentic so you you know it, introverts when you get them on a topic that that they're enthusiastic about they they will sound extroverted but I absolutely know 100% for sure that you are an unnatural networker sorry carry on no I I definitely am and I've had people I mean where uh you know, Give me, I don't know if your listeners know, but the, the, the network that we connected through and got out into our mastermind, something called the PSA, Professional Speakers Association. And I remember being at a Professional Speakers Association event. It was one of the, their conferences. Mm-hmm. And in one of the breaks, networking breaks, I was doing my normal thing of hanging back a little, shall I say, just sort of on the edge of conversation, probably pulled out my, my phone, uh, <laughs> you know, theoretically checking my emails, wasn't checking my emails, just didn't want to look like a lemon that I wasn't talking to anyone. And, and someone came up to me. Uh, I don't know if you remember, yeah, Chantal Cornelius. Uh, yes, yes, so, yeah, yeah. She came up to me. She's a marketing uh, expert and speaker. Um, and she came up to me and said, "God, you really are an unnatural networker." Aren't you? And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, I really am." Um, so look, I know it's fine when you get into a conversation. I know it is. I'm, I'm able to have a conversation. Uh, and you know, I, I mean, I do professional speaking, and sometimes when people see me on a stage and and I talk passionately, enthusiastically about this topic. 
uh, as maybe I hope it's coming across right now. Um, you know, it doesn't look or sound like I'm uh, I'm an introvert at all, but uh, trust me, I am. And mm. you know that feeling when you, when you go to a network event and you walk in the door and you see wherever in the room that everyone's in, there's a lot of buzz and energy because everyone's chatting to each other, having a drink, whatever it might be. When I walk in that door, I always think, God, everyone looks, everyone looks like they know what they're doing. And I am, yeah. you know, who's this chancer on the outside? You know, literally five minutes later, I'll have got into a conversation with someone and I'll be fine. I, yeah. I, I, can, I can, can have a conversation. And, and being realistic, how many of those people who came into the room just before me thought exactly the same when they entered the room? Lots of them will have. Um, you know, I do, I do uh, straw polls of, uh, of people. Any audience I do, I'll always ask, who, who's a bit, bit of an unnatural networker? Who finds it a little bit awkward? And without fail, every time, it's between two-thirds and three-quarters of the audience will put their hand up. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's, a, there's a lot of unnatural networkers out there. And that's why I'm in, you know, the, the industry I focus on now, I work in professional services because, you know, think of legal accountants and so forth. There's, there's lots of um, unnatural networkers within those uh, those industries. Mm. People who like the task-based and detail-based uh, focus of their work, but then they're told, right, well, if you want to move up in the firm, you've got to you've got to come and bring in some business. So, yeah, there's that's where the rabbit in the headlights uh, look comes up, and that's that's where I help uh, help people. So, yeah, I'm definitely an unnatural networker. Um, I, like, there's lots of reasons. I, I think it, it came about. A lot of things are to do with our upbringing as much as anything. Uh, and I can picture scenarios. I've got quite a dominant family, I'm going to say. My elder sister, uh, in particular, I'd probably mention, a very powerful lady. She, uh, she, she was a journalist, and she's, she's now in, 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 I can never say this very well, investigative, I've already got it wrong, investigative <laughs> journalist. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a, hard word okay. it's a hard word to say. Um, <laughs> and she campaigns on, on good causes. And she, yeah. I, we always our family joke is oh it's it's Anthea not my sister it's Anthea banging on again and and that's <laughs> that's my defense mechanism for the fact that I struggle honestly to keep up with her in uh, <laughs> in a conversation sometimes ah. so I'll definitely yeah I, it's a confidence issue there's lots lots of things that come into it that, that define me as as a bit more introverted than the extroverted my other half Hannah she always says um she's an absolute extrovert she's the most natural networker I know you know, when she's doing this, my daughter, when they're on the school run, although she's a bit of an intro, introvert like me, she kind of holds Hannah's hand as she's walking to school and kind of tugs her in to say, when, when Hannah's, <laughs> hiya, hiya, and she's chat, chatting to everyone. You know, she just, she'll, she'll, she'll literally, she just thrives on having conversations and, you know, and, and the buzz and energy of that. Whereas I will definitely shrink back. She thinks I've got a word limit. It comes to a point in the day where I, you know, <laughs> I, I've said enough. I heard enough. I'm shutting down. I need to go and have some quiet time now. So yeah, no, de definitely an introvert. But what, what's interesting about that is when I talk and train people how to network, I do it from the perspective of an unnatural networker, of someone who doesn't want to be there. And yeah. I, I think people generally find that, uh, especially when I'm, as I say, talking to professional service, they find it a good empathetic approach to to they they understand the issue, if you like. So. So was it, I mean, was there a defining moment for you? Was it a a mindset thing where I know that there are benefits and advantages to this and I need to do it? What, I mean, how did you train yourself? How did, how did things change for you? Or oh, they haven't changed, I don't know. 
no, once an unnatural network, always no. I, no, no, I, 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 I clearly have got. Look, this this is a skill that I've been developed over time. I don't think anyone, if, if anyone listening to this thinks, oh yeah, the thought of going to an event and talking to people, strangers, I don't know, can't do it, all that sort of thing. You can absolutely train yourself on this. This is this isn't a, you know. Uh, it's something you're born with it's something you know you can you can you can yeah. build experience and build knowledge and build your skills in this uh, and the other thing i'd also say quickly before i answer the that question uh, i also think that unnatural networkers introverts can be better networks than extra networkers than extroverts mm -hmm. and i'll just give you a quick for instance why um you know you know that phrase working the room yeah i mean that phrase absolutely puts the fear of god in me i the thought of going around and talking to everyone that's a, that's a nightmare i couldn't do it but there's some people natural networkers who love just going and talking to everyone what i'll do is i'll get into a conversation with maybe two three four people just you know a few people but i'll spend a bit longer in that conversation if you're working the room you've got to by the very nature of it get around as many people as you can yeah whereas i'll spend a bit longer with fewer people but the chances are because i've spent a bit longer with them if i have a proper conversation and do it well well i'm probably building a better relationship yeah. so maybe better is the wrong word it's just a different way of, mm. of approaching it um but yeah where, where did it come from so uh, I, I guess full disclosure here i didn't teach this uh, to myself i was involved in a a relatively big networking organization for many years um uh, bni uh, some listeners may well have uh, experienced it I, I i don't know um charlie, so it's an organization charlie you were involved in you were the uk and ireland director Okay, well, that's just, that's just me being an unnatural promoter as well as an unnatural networker. I don't like to talk about myself. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I was involved in... I, I ran BNI in the UK and Ireland for 13 years. I was involved in the organisation uh, at a, a sort of regional level, if you like, uh, for a number of years before that as well. So, yeah, mm -hmm. no, I, BNI is where I've got my networking uh, knowledge from and experience from. Where did the unnatural networker thing come in? I think yeah, there's a story around that, definitely. Um, so I became national uh, national director, ran, running BNI in the UK and Ireland in 2009. It was, and I remember probably for the first two or three years. Uh, well, there were two of us running the business. There was Tim, who who look, I'm going to be honest with it. He did all the work. You know, he he, he was like the 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 uh, <laughs> the um, the person who you know did the spreadsheets, did the contracts, did you know all the, all the real hard work that I'm not very good at. He he did all that, <laughs> and I was more the public face. And I went out and uh, and spoke, and you know um, did uh, did presentations and and met the membership and so forth. And in that role, I just had a lot of people saying to me, "I really needed to um, be published. You need a book. You know, you've yeah. got speaking opportunities. You get a book. You know that that was." What I kept hearing, and I heard my coach said, I heard uh, the the founder of BNI said, you know, as one of one of my mentors, you just heard lots of pe different people saying, I think, really, I didn't think I was going to write a book, but you know, you hit when you hear something so many times, you think, okay, yeah. going to get up, get get on and do it. So I started writing a book, and it was always going to be about networking, but you know that phrase, writer's block. Um, I don't know if I could say it's writer's block. It was just block because I hadn't really written anything. I was just staring at the screen, not really getting anywhere with it. Um, and, you know, I write a bit and, you know, 100 words here, 200 words there, but nothing was really, really flowing. And it was a conversation I was having with someone in the office. It was just a, a 
I think it was a beer and I remember actually. I, I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. uh, the circumstance of it. But we were talking about it, and I re- basically in that conversation, I didn't actually like networking that much. I, I struggled with that, and, and realised this this sort of introverted side of my character and, and and where this where this came from. And it was in that conversation that we came up with the phrase "the unnatural networker." Um. And, and once I'd got that, once I'd got a an angle, if you like. The, the turnaround was incredible you know I yeah. just I just it flowed I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote because every it basically it, I applied the it was effectively a networking 101 book but I just applied it from the angle of a of an unnatural networker and as I as I say it flowed and it it it's been great because it just it's it's differentiated me from any other networking expert because let's mm. face it most experts to be honest in any field forget networking for a sec any field if you're an expert in it it probably means you love it you're passionate about it yeah I'm an expert in it in the trade field and I'm not passionate about it <laughs> um, which sounds like an elephant in the room uh, you know until you get the the context of, of of how that can actually be 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 different and I remember my very first I said very first it's one of my first speaking gigs that I did mm-hmm. and I remember I was the third speaker on uh, out of three mm. and while the first speaker was on it was someone I didn't know them particularly but uh, as they started talking they, they were talking about business development generally and they started talking about some aspects of networking and this being my first uh, first gig God, sat in the audience listening I was going to cover something on that I was going to cover something on that do, do I need to surreptitiously oh, no. change my slides and all that sort of thing I was thinking and then he gave an example of a networking faux pas, okay? And the mm. faux pas he'd done, he said, right, I'd, I'd identified the person I want to speak to, good advice. Uh, I saw them at the, the, the other side of the room, uh, and I went up and talked to them, good advice. Um, his faux pas was he'd interrupted them in conversation with someone else. Ah. And I sat there thinking, okay, I get that to faux pas, that make, makes sense. But here's the thing for me, I wouldn't have had the guts necessary to go up to them in the first place. Yeah. So... It was then that I realized, no, let's just stick with exactly how I was going to deliver it. As I say, I was an unnatural networker. It was just a very different perspective on it. Uh, and yeah, ever since I found it's been a, a great way. People empathize with my with my message. Um, mm. you know, it's, you know, there's most people sitting there thinking, yeah, do I have to do this? Do I have to go? Out and, OK, here's someone who's gone through that exact mind mindset an approach and let's be honest still does yeah. whenever I go to a networking event now I know how to do it I know I can have good conversations I know I can get get uh, rewards out of it I know I, can, I know what I need to do but I'll still have those little butterflies inside me that's mm. do, I, do I really want to be doing this and it's since gone on from there um, I've written a second book since called The Unnatural Promoter um, you know how anyone can blow their own trumpet without feeling awkward because again it comes <laughs> back to that uh, I like that title that that sort of ickiness that sort of oh do I do I have you know you, you called me out on it before I, I I didn't didn't wasn't totally honest about my role in BNI because I'll always try and downplay it it's it, it comes from a similar similar basis so um yeah uh, that's 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 the next uh, next project after the unnatural network okay well I think it I think this linking it's linking in quite nicely so tell give us a synopsis of unnatural promoting yeah the unnatural promoter I mean Okay, I'll, I'll tell a quick story. It actually relates to the, the launch of my Unnatural Networker book, um, mm-hmm. but it's a perfect example of why I'm an unnatural promoter. So 
this is in obviously in, in my BNI days, we held the launch event for the Unnatural Networker uh, in that there was a, a sort of meeting communal area um, that we had in the office. And it was an after work do. So there were a few lovely, you know, the, the team in the office had done a wonderful job. They decorated the room, they got the canapes in, they got the fizz in, you know, they'd done a really good job. And I think about 50, 60, 70 people came uh, coming along. And as I say, it was after work do. So I'd been in the office that day Mm. And then the, the do started at 5.30 or, or something like that. And people had started coming and they were coming and enjoying their fears and, and, and so forth. Where was I? I was upstairs hiding, probably <laughs> pretending to do some emails because I didn't feel like I wanted to be the centre of attention, to be quite honest. Now, yeah. rationally, when I think about it, I know that people that, who were coming wanted to celebrate the fact that I'd written a book. They wanted to hear me talk about it. They wanted to to engage and might even want me to, to sign a copy of it and all that kind of thing. Rationally, I know that. But still, somewhere, I'm still thinking, really, do I have to be the centre of attention in this way? Do I have to shout about myself? Um, so, yeah, and it turns out there's quite a lot of other people who, who think very similar to that, that as well. The, the, the basic principle of the unnatural promoter uh, is if you don't feel comfortable shouting about yourself, We'll get other people to do it for you yeah and when yeah. you get other people to do it for you i.e people you build a good relationship this is where it all links it's all the same thing in the end it links back to to networking if you can build good relationships with with people around you well they'll shout about you and then you don't have to uh, yeah. and that's much easier so yeah that that's that's the, the basic principle of it but uh, yeah very much uh, an unnatural promoter so th- thank you for that some great stories in there so think I mean thinking you know people who who are listening to this who are naturally more introverted and and get that same sort of bit of an icky feeling going networking what's what's something I mean obviously besides buying your book um what's something that they can latch onto or practice or do just something really simple and and workable that you know will make them feel just a little bit better about doing it. Cool, yeah. I've got a couple, couple of. I mean, two things come to mind straight away. One we've kind of already touched on, mm-hmm. uh, so I can cover that one quickly. I'll spend slightly longer on the second one. Mm-hmm. We talked about earlier about you know asking you, you know people what people are into and finding that common ground. Yeah. Do that when networking. It's so much more interesting to have conversations about insert subject that you're interested in. Formula One, yeah. in my case, was was was, was one. It just it's just more fun honestly mm-hmm. um, you know why go to something and make it really hard work have fun conversations rather than boring ones that's yeah. that's tip number one. Second one now obviously people are are going to want to find out about what you do professionally i mean clearly that's a, that's going to be a, a part of a networking conversation so you can't just talk about your interest the whole time yeah so when someone asks you what you do Look, the tendency for a lot of people, and this is why a lot of networking conversations are quite boring, is they'll literally list out your list out products and services. I can do this for you, I can do that for you, and do this for you, and do that for you. No interest. It's just, it's just not a. It's, it, it doesn't help me in that situation in the conversation, but it also doesn't help me refer you. It doesn't help me do much for you. Much better, and this is an unnatural promoter trait coming in, mm-hmm. is to tell a story about one of your clients. Then it's not about you. For a second it's yeah. about your client now often there's still a bit more work to do on it because if you if you talk about your client from the perspective of what you did for them well i did this for them i did that for them then it's back to being about you so much better is to tell tell the story about the client 
in the sense that this is the situation they were in. They had problems because of X, Y, and Z. Maybe their turnover was down. They had problems with time efficiency. They had problems with uh, sorting their staff out, whatever it might be. They had, they, they had a problem of some kind. You, the expert, then swoop, you're, you, know, you swooped in and saved the day. We don't need to hear about that bit. What we then want to hear about is how the, uh, the client feels after you're done. So we heard about how the client felt before, i.e. everything's bad. You swoop in, save the day, and now everything's great. Turnover's up, profit's up, uh, efficiency is up, what, whatever it might be. Then, as I say, you're not talking about yourself. You're just yeah. talking about the client. Other benefits, you told a story. That's just generally more engaging than a load of facts. And the other real benefit of it is you can then, or the person who hears that story, can then share that story. Yes. It's much easier to share a story than a bunch of facts. Yeah. And added to that, when you hear a story like that, you think, well, that sounds good. I can think of another company that would do that uh, use of that uh, that service, and that's where referrals happen. Absolutely, and then if they say, "Tell me more," then you can talk more about your role in it. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, the, telling stories, uh, I think, is a, is a really powerful way of uh, of uh, networking as an unnatural promoter. You've just reminded me of um, when I used to live up on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. There was a, a, a networking group that that I belonged to. And I think we met every two weeks and it was always the same. It would be, you know, that they'd stand up, say their name. Um, I help a target group with B service so that, you know, D, I don't know, outcome or what have you. Or And then there was this one woman and, and her business was, it was a telecoms business, but, but helping other small businesses. And every time she'd say, well, can I share something that happened last week? And that, that's exactly what she'd do. And we were we all couldn't wait till we got round to her because we knew she was going to share a story. Yeah, Sto- stories are powerful. They, you know, they just tug at, especially if you can find the emotion in them. Uh, that, yes. And sometimes people think emotion has to be something sad or, you know, but emotion can be joy, it can be anger, it can be anxiousness, it can mm. be all sorts all sorts of things that come into emotion and if you can find the emotion of how the client felt like i said before you turn up and then after you went away well then you'll have people you know people can sit in that person's shoes and think oh i know someone who's like that yeah. i've experienced that myself or it just really helps with both yeah no that's a, it's a it's a great strategy and a great reminder thank you charlie and they're going a bit more i suppose a bit more global now in terms of you know what we what we went through for I don't know two and a half three years has the world of networking changed and if it has how has it changed and to whose advantage um it, it's definitely changed I mean like we've all all found out that you know it's very easy to do things from home uh you know the way zoom and other platforms allow us to communicate and and, and you know interact with each other has definitely had a change on on, on networking for sure um i mean i'll take bni as an example for a sec you know within one week every single bni group around the world pivoted to being online hmm. um, just like that uh, and it was it was I, I definitely felt proud of the part that we were able to play helping the small business community as it was uh, as, it, as it is for, for bni members you know get through some really tough times 
Mm. Um, it, it probably became a bit more challenging as the world started to open up, but wasn't fully open up. So you'd, yeah. effectively, you'd have some people having, you'd have choice effectively. Um, and and that, that that was probably more challenging than actually the, the, the initial, you know, panic of, of, of what we went through in, 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 in the first half of 2020. Um, so yeah, how's it changed since? I, for me, and I think a lot of people will, will, will probably vouch for this. If you want to get together in a group, i.e. there's more than three or four of you, and mm. you know, most network events will be a lot more than that, obviously, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 people, then I, I, in person is always going to be better. It just yeah. is. It's just yeah. energy. There's just buzz. There's, you know, it's, it's just, it's so much, you know, when you, you think of a Zoom window, when you've got lots of people on it, you know, the person talking is surrounded by the yellow box. Um, <laughs> it's fine if there's one or, one or two, you know, two, a couple of people on the, on the call because it's, it's easy. But when there's 30 people, <laughs> it's so hard for the, yeah. for the, you know, you've got to fight for control of the yellow box for one. And, you know, you, maybe someone will say something funny and you'll see people laughing, but you won't hear the laughter because there's only one yellow box. And yeah. it, it just doesn't have the same thing. Yeah. That said, for a, a one-on-one, um, uh, you know, a, a, a networking conversation over coffee. And I would say this is another unnatural networker thing coming in. If you don't like going to big events, don't go to the big events. Go and do your networking in a one-on-one environment. It's much easier. It's much <laughs> probably be more effective, honestly. Um, network with people over a coffee. Now, do you need to physically have that, you know, be in a cafe or a restaurant or whatever and ha- have, a, have a coffee with one another? No, you can do it over Zoom just as effectively. So it allows for networking, you know, to happen much more easily uh, and more time efficiently yeah. and more, uh, you know, forgetting, you know, you're in Australia, I'm in the UK. We, we, yeah. can, we can effectively be, we can be on Zoom and effectively we're in the same room together. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's that good. So I think that's for me is where the big difference is. Bigger events, definitely in person. Uh, now that's just fully back operational. That's that's always got to be the best way to do that. But to do one on one, then you know, Zoom makes that very powerful. And uh, yeah, let's have a virtual coffee. Which sort of brings me to the the one of the things that because I I I mean I I love I I enjoy face-to-face networking although I've become maybe slightly a little bit more introverted I think where I fall down is not not it's like it's like the the dance the courtship I don't know how to follow up (laughs) it it gets awkward you know you sort of do a little connection on LinkedIn and then I, I suppose do you then say how can I help you who is there someone I want to connect you with how do you follow up how do you do that? Yeah. Um, so pull-ups, it's one of the, it's, it's one of the dark arts of networking. No, it, it, it's, <laughs> it, people do look at it as that, but, and I think it's because, I, I don't know why it is. I was having this conversation with a client only yesterday about, about follow-up and he, this guy had been to a, a networking event. It was, it was more of a boozy one. Uh, and maybe that was the context of what we were talking about in an evening do. Um, and, you know, you, people have had a, a drink or two mm-hmm. and then you say, oh yeah, we could do, we could do X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, honestly, it gets forgotten. So I, I, that's not a good way to network, by the yeah. way. Uh, it, effectively, follow-up is the first test of credibility. You know, let's imagine you've met someone uh, at an event for the first time. You kind of, by hearing what you've heard from them, by any research you've done, if you've seen who they are and, you know, 
look them up on LinkedIn or whatever it may be, you know that they're a good person. So this is someone you want to build a relationship with, but you've kind of got to work at it. You've got to be proactive with it. Yeah. 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 Follow up is your first test of credibility. And all follow up really is, is doing what you said you're going to do. So if you said you're going to send them an email, send them an email. If you said you're going to connect on LinkedIn, connect on LinkedIn. If you said you're going to meet up for coffee, make sure you meet up for coffee. That That's really all it is. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. I mean, I have a, a process that I follow. I call, call it one, one, one follow up. Um, and it particularly works with a, um, you know, in this situation where you're, you're trying to build a relationship with someone new. It'll be slightly different if you know them already. Um, but one, one, one follow up stands for follow up in one day, one week and one month. And, oh. and what I do after one day is I would tend to send them. I, I wouldn't make that my social media uh, connection request. Okay. I would send them send them an email, maybe even send them mm-hmm. a card. Maybe that's a bit too old fashioned, a bit too uh, forward for, for some. I, I, I can get that. Send them an email though, because that will stand be differentiate uh, you, you from the yeah. other people who will just send a LinkedIn connection request, for example. And the key thing, key thing, going back to what we said earlier, when you've had your conversation about what, if you found some common ground in particular, or you found out they love crochet and you don't, but it's great because you had a good conversation about it, mention whatever that topic was. Yeah, because yeah. it will bring them straight back to who you were. And you'll, you know, remember, they may have met 20 people that night. And, you know, they can't remember who everyone is. So mm. it'll bring them back to who you were. So that's one uh, one day, one week. I would by then have connected with them on, on LinkedIn and I would be commenting on one or two of their posts. It's a supportive thing to do. It looks you want to build a relationship. Bear in mind as well on in that email and in these connections, we're not selling. We're not asking for referrals yet. We're not. There's no direct approach for anything. It's just relationship building. Hmm. And then over time, you'll keep, keep, you know, making the odd comment on, on posts on LinkedIn and so forth. After uh, the third one, the, the one month, that's when I'd want to by then be sitting down for a coffee. Like I say, if you know them already, you'd probably sit down for a coffee sooner. Yeah, course, yeah. This is where you're building a relationship with someone new. After a month, yeah, look, we, we, we've, we've chatted a bit. Let, let's, let's sit down for a coffee. Let's find out more about how we can help each other. And again, we're not going for the hard sell. We're not trying to ask for referrals straight away. We're just looking to see how we can help them. And naturally, most people will reciprocate and say, well, how can I help you? And that, that's where you get the opportunity to, to ask if, if, if appropriate. So, yeah, that, that's how I do how I do follow up. And I think you've come beautifully full circle to really sort of busting this, the, this, the stereotype myth of what networking is and isn't and and how to really start building those relationships. And uh, I've just realised just realize the time as well could go on forever that one of the when i went on to your website the um unnaturalsuccess.com there was a little pop-up came up and it was about you know uh how good are you at networking well probably sorry my terminology is not not right but anyway so i, yeah, I got, the, got the principle definitely yeah that's, yeah. that's, that's what yeah so I filled out this questionnaire and it was fascinating. It was it was really interesting and and it and it gave some really good tips. So I'll definitely put that on the show notes. And 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 I'm curious, are you starting to build some sort of um trend as to what people are struggling with and what they're good with and or it's just something a value-added tool that you decided to put on? But anyway, it's bloody good. It, it, look, it, it's a value add because I'd rather give give something. I don't, I don't want it to be all 
take, take, take. But let's be honest, there is, there is, it's good stuff for, for me as the business owner as yeah. well. Uh, I, I definitely recommend it as, as a system. It's a, a system called Score App. I, I don't know if you've heard that name. No. Um, uh, and it, it essentially drives people, you know, you know, when you're browsing online, you think, oh, how good are you at X or whatever, whatever it might be? Oh, I want to find out what's my score. You, you know, as human beings, we want to know our score. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's a good system that effectively filters out you know people who who might be genuine prospects for me uh, as clients uh, and you know tells me a bit of information about where where they need help the most mm, like. so mm. it's, a, it's a good starting point for a conversation for, for, for me with them as well but yeah the idea is you you fill out the the, the, the responses and it gives you a, a number of tips uh, personalized to you as to in terms of uh, you know how good how good at networking are you and where you know where's the low-hanging fruit that you can you can yeah. quickly change one or two bits and, and and make a difference and obviously it then needs more maybe explanation and that's where you know if people want to, to come and have a chat with me uh they can book a call and we can uh, we can see what we can do to help them well charlie i think this has been one of the most practical jam-packed full of tips and and my favorite bit was i think was the whole reframing of of what networking is and isn't and I'm so grateful um that we've had this conversation because I think it can be really really valuable for some people and you know what you were saying earlier is it may be in professional services and and they're in a they're in a business development role and and they're tasked with networking and and maybe feeling extremely uncomfortable about it that you know this is like that a little golden key to 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 feeling better and still and and Sorry, I'm rambling on here, but another I, question's just come into my head is, you know, are we a, ever able to measure the return on investment of networking activity down the line? It, 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 it's not the easiest thing to do because a lot of it is your time uh, and I, how everyone values their time and, and mm. how, how people, uh, you know, track their time. Everyone differs a little bit on that. But, but essentially, I would encourage anyone to track their return from, from networking. Um, you know, the, the simplest way is, you know, clients that you have gained through networking, what, mm. what, what you know, turnover has that brought you? That's, that's, that's a simple measure of it. But yeah, ha- how you track the time against it, because like I said, networking become, it becomes almost a, a way yeah. of life. So if, you know, your networking might include having a chat with people when you're doing the food shopping in the supermarket if, if, yeah. if you're natural <laughs> natural networking you get into conversation in the supermarket um you never know where you just never that's the beauty of networking you never know where things are going to happen where things yeah. are going to come from and how it might all, all fall into place for you so yeah it it can be hard to put an exact amount of time into it but yeah definitely you want to be tracking your return in terms of the uh, mm. the turnover or the new clients generated or the uh, opportunities gained or, or whatever it may be Oh, Charlie, wonderful. That's gold. Thank you so much. Um, um, assuming uh, you'd be happy for me to put your LinkedIn details on the show. Absolutely, yeah. No, people can connect LinkedIn, with you. LinkedIn's definitely the best place to get to get a hold of me. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you so, yeah. and you work internationally. <laughs> uh, Zoom allows us to do that to, to yeah. a certain extent. Haven't been to Australia in a long time, so yeah. If anyone wants to get me over to Australia, I'd be, be right. delighted to come. No, no, I, yeah, yeah, predominantly I'm based in the UK, but yeah, no, I, I yeah. will go wherever wherever I go. I'm off to Miami in three three weeks or so. So uh, yeah, I, you I will poor thing. Uh, 
it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And the Grand Prix on that weekend as well. This is hey, awesome hey. timing. So, uh, yeah, and Max no, Verstappen's going to win. Anyway. He, <laughs> um, probably, he probably will, to be honest. But, you know, never mind. It's, it was great chatting. Thank you so much. Go well. Have a great day. Pleasure. Lovely, lovely to chat to you again. Thanks for listening and we hope that this conversation provided the insights and inspiration that you were looking for. Authentic Leadership is currently ranking fourth in the top 25 Australian leadership podcasts. We'd love you to help us get to number one and to get the key messages about modern day leadership out there. And this is how you can help. Head over to Apple iTunes and do three quick things. Subscribe, give us a positive rating and write a short review. Also, if you can follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube by visiting the at Being Brainsmart channel, we'd really appreciate it. And before you go, if you'd like to know what I do when I'm not interviewing amazing guests, I help people in business to lead better, work smarter, build great teams, and thrive in change. To find out more, head over to the BrainSmart website, that's brain-smart.com, to see examples of our programmes, or email me, Claire, that's C-L-A-R-E, at brain-smart.com. Go well, and thanks for listening.